noches a todos. Yeah, I think we're good now. You're good? Okay. Just got a transition. There we go. All right. So, happy Father's Day. Feliz Día del Padre. <laughs> It's a great prayer that Becky offered up for the fathers to just bless them. And that's our prayer for all of you as well. Blessings. And thank you for the prayer personally as well, Becky. Sí, gracias a Becky por la oración que hizo por los padres y por la bendición que uh, puso sobre ellos. Um, so I want to start by asking you guys, what is one of the first thing that comes to your mind? And you can feel free to blurt it out if you feel like it. When you think about Father's Day. Um, quisiera hacerles una uh, pregunta. ¿Cuál es la primera cosa que ustedes piensan cuando piensan en el día del padre? Anybody? Alguien? Becky? So, so your father, but also the the the. We didn't have a lot financially, but we never felt poor because he was his love sustained. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Anybody else? One, one more, maybe. Could be a word, could be anything. Barbecue, okay. <laughs> I was just gonna, you're, you're, you're speaking many fathers' love languages, right? Like barbecue comes to my mind as well. Now, an, another question for you guys. Uh, what comes to mind when you think about fatherhood in general? I think I heard, in essence, family and love and, 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 and provision. There's a few things from what you said, Becky. Anything else? Any like one word maybe that, that speaks of fatherhood in general? Uh, que si alguien tiene alguna otra palabra o algo que les recuerde a qué es ser un padre. Becky. Role model. Love. Love. So one the, the thing that pops out to me is, and I think, being a new father kind of spoke to me about this, is sacrifice. Um, algo que habla a mí o la palabra que se me viene a mi mente siendo yo un padre nuevo es la palabra sacrificio. And it might sound a little weird, but I'll explain myself, that, that, that God is very familiar with both of these things that, that I brought up, both barbecue and sacrifice. Um, y Dios está muy familiarizado con esas dos palabras, que es sacrificio y que es uh, barbecue, barbacoa o grill. So obviously when I say the barbecue part, I'm trusting God has a bit of a sense of humor. He gave it to us, right? Uh, pienso que cuando, cuando yo digo barbecue, uh, estoy haciendo como, uh, pensando en que Dios tiene un sentido de humor, como Él nos dio a nosotros. But think about it for a second. God um, instructed Moses and Israelites to have an altar to offer their sacrifices. Dios le instruyó, le dio uh, instrucciones a Moisés y al pueblo de Israel que tuvieran un altar de sacrificios. And not to disrespect the altar, but it kind of is a, in essence, a barbecue. It's a, it's a metal um, um, cooking surface, in, in essence, or sacrificial surface with fire underneath on which you put meat. Y sin faltarle el respeto al, al, al altar que ellos hacían, pero si lo pensamos, es como hacer una barbacoa. Tenemos el fuego y tenemos, ponemos carne encima de, del fuego. And it's, a, again, a little bit of humor there, but, 
but if if you if you're willing to go in that humorous way for a second, there was basically a 365 day a year barbecue year after year after year as they were lifting up their offerings to the Father in heaven. Y si hay un poco de humor en eso, pero si nos ponemos a pensar, <coughs> ellos tenían 365 días donde ellos hacían un altar y ofrecían sacrificio a Dios. And the burnt offerings happened twice a day. Specifically, the whole burnt offering happened in the morning, maybe around nine, in the evening, early evening, maybe around three. Y el sacrificio de la ofrenda pasaba más o menos como al atardecer, como tal vez como a las tres de la tarde. And if you remember reading the book of Leviticus and you remember all those details, you'll remember that when the individual was coming to give their burnt offering, they would put their hand on the head of the animal to remind them as a, as a, as a symbolism that that animal is taking, is, is dying in their place for their sins. Y si alguno de ustedes han leído Levíticos, pueden recordar de que cuando el individuo que venía a ofrecer la ofrenda de sacrificio, él ponía su mano sobre la cabeza del animal, um, recordando o pasando todos los pecados de él hacia el animal. And that's exactly what happened. The, the, the burnt offering was given by an individual to atone for their sins. In other words, for that animal to die in place, to take the penalty that, that was supposed to be theirs, their death was to be put, then transfer over to the animal and that animal would be killed for their forgiveness and to reconcile them to in the relationship to the father. Y ese sacrificio era ofrecido para como... Um, una ofrenda que en vez de que ellos murieran por el pecado de que el individuo que está ofreciendo esta ofrenda muriera, el becerro o el animal que ofrecían era que tomaba su lugar. Él moría en vez de, de la persona. But there was a, a weakness, if, if you will, with this sacrificial system. Pero había un, un, una pequeña debilidad, si podemos decir así, con este uh, sacrificio. Because the sinner, the human, and we all struggle with sin, they would come and offer the sacrifice and all their sins of the past and up to that moment were forgiven, but then they walked away and messed up again within moments sometimes. Y si reconocemos que somos humanos, que si vamos a pensar cuando el individuo uh, venía y sacrificaba ese animal, él ponía todos sus pecados hasta ese momento uh, sobre el animal, pero después que él sacrificaba el animal, él caminaba y volvía a pecar. So this was a day after day sacrificial system for the for individual sins and then the day of atonement right yom kippur once a year for the israel's sins it was it never ended in other words so era día tras día un sacrificio tras sacrificio um por todos los pecados que estos individuos hacían y una vez al mes hacían un sacrificio um grande para por todo el pueblo de israel but our father had a better plan in his in the works at that point right he uh wanted to give up the altar as the as the primary sacrificial system for for forgiveness of sins and restoration of relationships. Pero nuestro padre tenía una um, visión diferente, una idea diferente de de en vez del altar para dejar el altar. He went from expecting or 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 he, it went from a, a a sacrificial system of the individual making the sacrifice to the father making the sacrifice. So, cambió de ser el individuo que ofrecía un sacrificio a, a que el padre ofreciera un sacrificio. And as I mentioned, 
sacrifice being the first thing that comes to my mind as a father. Y como mencioné de que la palabra que se me venía a mi mente es sacrificio siendo padre. Like the most loving of loving fathers, our father was willing to sacrifice his most prized, most, most intimate um, relationship, if you will, um, possession, if you will, como el amor, for us. Como el amor de Dios era tan grande que él estaba uh, dispuesto a ofrecer como sacrificio algo muy precioso, muy valioso para él. And that was Jesus, as we all know. He offered up, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting, eternal life. Y ese es el Hijo de Dios, que es Jesús, que para todos aquellos que creen en él, uh, tengan vida eterna. And that's the beautiful thing about God, the Father's sacrifice, is that it was once and for all. There was no longer a need for daily sacrifice, because Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was shed for all sin of all humanity, Whoever would receive him as their Lord and Savior. Y ese sacrificio que fue un sacrificio solamente de una vez ya no tenía que haber, uh, haber más sacrificios, sino que Jesús que murió en la cruz, que fue sacrificado por todos los pecados de, de, de nosotros, de la humanidad. Um, and unlike the imperfect sacrificial system of old that took day after day sacrifices, this one atone for sin for, for eternity for those who would come to Christ. Y este sacrificio que Dios hizo en la cruz o que Jesús hizo en la cruz um, replanzó todos los sacrificios que se hacían. As Jesus was the one, the substitute who took the penalty for all of our sins. Porque Jesús fue el que, el que murió por nuestros pecados. El que, el, él fue el que llevó nuestros pecados. That his death might bring forgiveness of sin to us and eternal reconciliation between us and our Father. Para que la muerte de Jesús en la cruz um, puede uh, perdonar nuestros pecados y también traer una reconciliación eternamente con nosotros y Dios. So our Father was willing to sacrifice that which was most close to his heart because of his love for you and me. Y um, Dios Padre um, sacrificó a lo que él amaba más por amor a nosotros. And like I said, my first Father's Day got me thinking about sacrifice. Y como es mi primer día del Padre, me empecé a pensar sobre la palabra sacrificio. And not just sacrifices of the Father, because let's be honest, there's a lot of similarities between the fathers and the mothers in regards to our sacrifices as parents. Y no solamente hablando del sacrificio que hay como padres, porque también el padre y la madre también hacen muchos sacrificios por sus hijos. Because like our Father, He's given us His heart, and 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 we have hearts also for our children that we would sacrifice it all. We would give anything and everything, including our lives, for our children. Y como el, el Dios nos ha, nos ha dado su corazón a nosotros que amamos mucho a nuestros hijos, estamos dispuestos a darlo todo, incluyendo nuestras vidas por nuestros hijos. A quick side story. Uh, Sonia the other day um, was looking at a video on her phone and she said, oh, you got to see, you got to see this. This is so scary. Um, el otro día Sonia estaba viendo un video en su teléfono y me dijo a mí, mira, tienes que ver esto que uh, es, uh, me, me da mucho miedo. And I watched this video, and in the video, the, the, the dad puts the toddler, I'm not sure the age, but a young girl, was yeah. it? 
young girl right near the water for a picture, I believe. So, in this video, we see a young girl, maybe two or three years, that the father sits on the beach or is in the beach and sits on the beach. And in a split second, you see a seal dive, fly up from the water, grab the, the child from, I believe, the clothing, thankfully, and pull the baby into the toddler into the water. In this video, we see como una foca um, alza o salta y agarra a la niña de sobre su ropa y la pone en el agua. And immediately the father dives in, gets the baby, the toddler, and pulls the toddler back to sea. Inmediatamente vemos como el papá, inmediatamente sin pensarlo, um, él se tira al agua, saca a su hija del agua. And Sonia said, what would you have done? Y Sonia me preguntó, ¿qué hubieras hecho tú? And not, not a second thought in my mind, 100%, I would have been diving and every father here would have been diving and mother for that matter, whether we can swim or not, would have been diving into that water. Y um, como padres, uh, yo, cualquier padre o cualquier madre que están aquí, nos hubiéramos tirado al agua a salvar a nuestro hija. And while we would give our lives for our children, sometimes the harder sacrifices the day today sacrifices. Uh, the harder are the day-to-day -day sacrifices. Oh. Que a veces, aunque demos la, la vida por nuestros hijos, a veces lo, los, las cosas difíciles son los sacrificios que hay que hacer día tras día. Sonia and I have been sacrificing this one uh, for, for uh, a while now, and that would be sleep. We, know, we all know as uh, um, raising babies, at least when they're young, sleep is a huge sacrifice. So Sonia y yo hemos estado sacrificando nuestro, uh, no dormimos. <laughs> we could also, we also sacrifice, we were talking about this earlier, Clean clothing when they're babies, right? They they get everything on us. También se sacrifica tener ropa limpia porque los niños le tiran todo uno encima. We sacrifice money at all the ages of, as they're growing up, right? Sacrificamos dinero tal vez en todas las edades del niño. And general freedom and time, you can just throw that out the door. <laughs> That's all they all theirs, at least for good portions of their upbringing. Y generalmente también se sacrifica el tiempo um, que uno tiene. And even though we're supposed to walk in faith, if we're honest, we sacrifice peace of mind sometimes as we're concerned, worried, fearful for our children. Y a veces, aunque debemos a través confiar en Dios, pero a veces nos preocupamos mucho por nuestros hijos. And metaphorically speaking, we sacrifice our heart. And the essence that, I've, I've heard it said that that having a child is like having your heart outside of you, running around in the world and, and at school and in your, in your house. Like your, your heart is always vulnerable when you have a little one. Um, es tal vez una metáfora, pero escuché decir una frase que alguien dijo de que tener un niño o un hijo es como tener tu corazón fuera de ti que ande corriendo fuera. Then they, then they grow up. They're no longer babies, no longer teenagers. And they're not as cute anymore in many ways, right? <laughs> One of the reasons they're not as cute is because they know everything. They're experts in all matters. And my dad reminds me of this, that the kids, including myself, stop taking their parents' advice as much as they used to. Y uh, mi, mi papá me recuerda de eso, de que cuando somos, somos adolescentes, incluyéndome a mí ahí, uh, dejamos de escuchar a nuestros padres. 
They become difficult sometimes to deal with. Y tal vez se, se hacen difíciles, de, de, se, se portan uh, difícilmente. And what's the hardest for us, uh, especially as believing parents, is when we see them walk away from the faith or, or, or seemingly walk away from their walk with God. Y creo que lo, lo más difícil es como padres de fe que nuestros hijos tal vez se alejen de, del camino de Dios. And even as adults, our heart breaks. We get concerned for them. We get fearful for them. And we, we, we shed tears Inclu over them. Incluyendo si fueran nuestros hijos ya mayores, uh, de igual manera nos preocupan. Tal vez lloramos o nos duele el corazón cuando se apartan de Dios. And as parents uh, of children and of of teenagers, often we, we don't know what to do, but we, we try to figure it out. But when they're adults, it it's, can be even harder to know what to do. Um, tal vez cuando son adolescentes o cuando son niños, aunque a veces tal vez no sabemos qué, qué hacer, pero nosotros uh, uh, buscamos la manera de cómo solucionar el problema o lo que sea. Pero cuando son adultos ya es más difícil. Again, we, we know we would sacrifice anything for them, even as adults, but they're adults now. What am I supposed to do? How do I... Parent and adult. Sabemos de que como padres nosotros sacrificamos a todo por nuestros hijos, incluyendo cuando son mayores. Pero cuando ya son mayores o adultos es más difícil. ¿Qué hacemos? ¿Cómo los educamos cuando ya son mayores? So what what do we end up doing? And and again, not every one of us has adult parents here, but but a handful do. What do we often end up doing? What is it? Parents. Not all of us are parenting adults. Oh. Some of us still have little ones. Sonia and I have a. Tiny one, um, but what do parents who have adult children often do? So, tal vez no todos aquí tienen uh, um, hijos que son adultos. Por ejemplo, a nosotros tenemos la nieta pequeña. Pero qué hacemos cuando nuestros hijos ya son adultos? I think those with adult children, we often do what our parents did, and that is we start um, telling them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> Y tal vez uh, los que tenemos aquí padre, uh, hijos uh, mayores, tal vez nosotros hacemos lo que nuestros padres hacían y empezamos a decirle a nuestros hijos que ya son adultos qué es lo que están haciendo mal. And for many good reasons, like them not listening to us, not taking good advice, um, doing things they shouldn't be doing, we start getting frustrated with them, understandably, y, sometimes. Y cuando no entienden o no agarran consejo de lo que los padres le están diciendo, a veces los padres se frustran. And sometimes we just forget Forget it and just tell them, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know why you're not doing it. Y a veces um, hay que decirle, estás haciendo esto y esto, esto, necesitas cambiar esto. Sometimes we're grabbing our Bibles out on the phone or writing person saying, see? See what it says? We're, we're preaching at them. Y a veces uh, sacamos nuestra Biblia y le decimos, ves, eso tienes que hacer uh, y le empezamos a predicar. We force our advice. Uh, forzamos nuestros consejos. And, I, and no disrespect, but I think sometimes... This can come across, or the way we treat our adult kids can come across as the kids feeling like, they, my parents think I'm stupid or something. I know, I know, I know what's going on. Y a veces, um, cuando tratamos de aconsejar o corregir a nuestros hijos adultos, a veces uh, ellos se sienten, uh, no, no se sienten bien, hacer, piensan que son tontos. So I want to ask, uh, as in a classic Dr. Phil question, to anybody here with adult kids and anybody who might watch today or another day um, this video, how's that working for you? That's Dr. Phil's classic. How's that working for you? Y quiero hacer unas preguntas como hace Dr. Phil, ¿cómo está funcionando eso para ti? How's it working for you doing all the things we're already trying to do as, uh, as parents 
¿Cómo está funcionando eso lo que estás haciendo uh, con tu hijo adulto? And if it's if things are going great and you're doing well, then keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Y si todo les está bien y les va bien, entonces hagan lo que están haciendo. Sigan haciendo lo que están haciendo. But if your if your answer was it's not working what I'm trying to do, then then let's let's dig into what I believe can be helpful for us as as parents of adult children. Y si lo que estás haciendo no está funcionando, entonces vamos a ver ahora en las escrituras qué es qué podemos hacer. Um, We're going to try to look at, at some text in, the, in God's word to figure out how can we effectively raise, or not raise, but be parents to our adult children. Y vamos a estar leyendo o viendo unos versículos en la Biblia para ver qué es lo que dice la Biblia o cómo podemos hacer mejores padres para nuestros hijos adultos. We're going to start in Psalm 127. It's only five verses, the whole psalm. Vamos a empezar en Salmos 127, que son cinco versículos. Again, Psalm 127. I'm going to read today from the NIV, which is going to be up here. And then Sonia will read it in Spanish after. Yes. So, Johnny lo va a leer en inglés primero y de ahí yo lo va a leer en español. All right. And this is a Psalm of Solomon. It's, it's in the title of the Psalm. It's not up here, but it's in the title. Um, y este es un Salmo de Salomón. Says Solomon writes, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for God grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Salmo 127. Si el Señor no edifica la casa, en vano se esfuerza los abañiles. Si el Señor no cuida la ciudad, en vano hacen guardia los vigilantes. En vano madrugan ustedes si se acuestan muy tarde para comer un pan de uh, fat fatigas. Porque Dios concede el sueño a sus amados. Los hijos son una herencia del Señor. Los frutos del vientre son una recompensa. Como flechas en las manos del guerrero son los hijos de la juventud. Dichosos los que llenan su aljaba con esta clase de flechas, no serán avergonzados por sus enemigos cuando liteguen con ellos en los tribunales. So with, with that said, with, with reading Psalm 127, we need to come back to our question of how do we effectively parent adult children? Um, y con eso que vamos a leer, uh, debemos preguntarnos cómo es de que eh, uh, podemos educar o, o ayudar a nuestros hijos adultos. So the first thing I want to say, according to scripture, is that we remember that they are rewards and gifts, which says that in verse three, that they are, that God gives them to us as a reward, as a gift. We need to remember that they're rewards and gifts. Y hay que recordar, como dice en Salmo uh, 127, versículo 3, dice que los hijos son una herencia de Dios. A gift. Y un regalo de Dios. Because when they're little ones, You're, we're often saying, oh, God, this is, they're such a gift. 
But when they get older, it doesn't every day feel like they're such a gift sometimes. Porque cuando son pequeños o bebés, uh, sentimos de que ellos son un regalo de Dios, pero cuando van creciendo y ya son grandes o adultos, ya no lo vemos como un regalo de Dios. So we remember first that they're gifts from God. So recordemos primeramente que los hijos son unos regalos de Dios. Secondly, we offer them up to God. Segundo es que los ponemos en las manos de Dios. We remember in Proverbs 22:6 that it says Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbios 22, 6 dice, instruye al niño en el camino correcto y aún en su vejez no lo abandonará. We need to trust that, his, that, that God's word will not be untrue, that it will not return to us void, and that as we've raised them up, that they will, even if they've, they've walked away for a while, that they will return to our King. Y debemos, como dicen las escrituras, debemos de confiar uh, de que Dios los tiene en sus manos, de que a pesar de que ellos tal vez se, se uh, descarríen un poco, que Dios los va a traer nuevamente hacia él. And as we offer them up to God, we just simply need to trust God, knowing that He is their ultimate Father, the Father who loves them even more than us as fathers, and that He is always in the process of pursuing them of guiding them, loving them, and wooing them back to himself. Y debemos recordar, cuando lo ponemos, en la, cuando ponemos a nuestros hijos adultos en las manos de Dios, um, debemos confiar de que Él como Padre, que tal vez los ama a ellos más que, que nosotros los amamos, que Él los va a guiar, los va a traer nuevamente hacia Él. So we remember. So nos recordamos. We offer them up to God. Uh, so recordemos que son un regalo primeramente segundo los ofrecemos a Dios los ponemos en las manos de Dios and here's a big one if we are doing this not every parent is doing this but if we are we stop pushing them away y la tercera es de que no no los empujemos a no, no los uh, llevemos a que ellos se alejen de nosotros so a familiar verse to probably all of us is Colossians 3.21 Ah, uh, y un versículo que es bastante, uh, uh, que tal vez muchos lo saben, es Colosenses 3.21. says, fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Colosenses 3.21 dice, padres, no exasperen eh, a sus hijos, no sea que se desanimen. And I want to say today, I don't think there's an age limit on this verse, that it only pertains to little ones or teenagers. I believe that throughout their whole life, we need to be careful not to provoke and discourage our children. Uh, pienso que ese versículo es realidad no solamente en los hijos adultos, pero tal vez en toda la vida de los niños, que no provoquemos a nuestros hijos para que ellos no se desanimen o no se alejen. Verses 4 and 5 in, in, in our text today in, in Psalm 127 says, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Uh, versículo 4 del Salmo 127 dice, Como flechas en las manos de guerreros son los hijos de la juventud, y dichosos los que llenan su aljaba con esta clase de flechas. So I want to paint a picture for you. You've probably heard other sermons with this picture painted as well. In regards to children as arrows. So, um, quiero uh, que se imaginen algo. Quiero pintarles un, un uh, dibujo en su mente de que los hijos son como flechas. So, God, the, the text says that, 
that God's given us arrows, the metaphor of children being arrows. So Dios en ese versículo dice que él nos ha dado flechas, que es la metáfora de flechas refiriéndose a hijos. And metaphorically speaking, you with your arrows, you you have worked on them for up, up to 18 years, right? Maybe longer, trying to form them, trying to make sure the arrow is is sharp, trying to make sure the shaft that is straight, trying to put the the uh, the um, feathers on the end just right so that it's going to go in a straight line so that they can hit the target that you want for their lives. Y tal vez um, nosotros, um, por los padres por 18 años han trabajado en sus hijos. Si ponemos la uh, metáfora de que son como flechas, tal vez han trabajado en la flecha de que sea uh, recta, que, esté, que, tenga buena, uh, que tenga las plumas y que esté recta para que pueda uh, tirar el... el uh, because you didn't want and don't want your child to veer left, right, up, down. You wanted them to be going towards the target. And the target is God's will ultimately for their lives, right? And, and a relationship with God, with Jesus. Pero como padres no quieren que sus hijos tal vez se desvíe a la derecha o la izquierda o arriba o abajo, sino que vayan a recto, que, que es la meta, que sea... Que sea la voluntad de Dios. And then you, you you did that for 18 plus years, and then you you shot them out into the world. So usted los los uh, les ayudó a formarse por 18 años y cuando 18 años y cuando cumplen 18 años usted los avienta para que vayan al mundo. And I want to go back to Colossians 3:21 in regards to this metaphor, where it says, "Do not provoke your children, lest they be discouraged." Y quiero que regresemos a Colosenses 3:21 que dice, "No provoquen a sus hijos para que no se desanimen." And I want you to think for a second with that metaphor of the arrows. If you break the arrow, it's not going to shoot where you want it to be shot. If you, if you um, lose the arrow by pushing them away, you have no way of speaking into their life. You, have, um, you lose your opportunity to engage them, to help guide them, even as adults, towards the targets that God would have for their lives. Si ponemos, uh, si pensamos en la, en la metáfora de que los hijos son como flechas, si la flecha es quebrada, no va a tener, uh, no, no va a poder tirar directamente. Y no queremos empujar a nuestros hijos cuando ellos, para que ellos no nos vayan a dejar de uh, que nosotros les demos consejos o que los ayudemos a guiarlos. So we need to be careful not to um, provoke, not to, not to discourage them. In other words, not to push them away from us in our relationship with them. Debemos tener cuidado de no desanimarlos, de no, de no alejarlos de una relación que tengan con nosotros. So instead of pushing them away, we want to love on them um, thoroughly, if you will. So en vez de alejarnos, deber, uh, deberíamos de amarlos uh, profundamente. So we, we forgive them, right? We're called to forgive. If they if they've, um, need forgiveness or forgiveness is, needs to be given, we forgive. Um, si hay que perdonarlos, los perdonamos como somos llamados a hacerlos en la vida. We reach out to them. Um, les hablamos con ellos o hacemos el intento de hacer conexión. We spend time with them when we get the opportunity and they give us the opportunity. Pasamos tiempo con ellos cuando tengamos la, la oportunidad. We meet them where they are at. Los uh, reunimos o los uh, acercamos a donde ellos se encuentran. And we show them general respect as men and women, adults. Y les mostramos respeto como adultos que son mujeres y hombres. 
So I've got a, a, a lot of things that, that we can do. I'm going to go over them again. We remember their gifts. So, uh, primeramente, los recordamos de que los hijos son un regalo. We trust God and offer them up to him. Uh, los confiamos en Dios y se los ponemos en las manos de Dios. We stop pushing them away. Dejemos de, de alejarnos de, nos, de, de nosotros o que se alejen ellos de nosotros. Instead, we draw them close in love. En vez, los atraemos a nosotros en amor. And here's a big one. We draw close to our God, ourselves, in our own personal relationships, we draw close to God. Y esa es una grande, que nosotros mismos como padres nos acercamos a Dios. Because our walk with God is the best ministry tool we have in our arsenal, if you will, in, in influencing their lives. Porque el mejor... Uh, um, la mejor cosa que vamos a hacer es nosotros acercarnos a Dios para poder atraernos a ellos a través de Dios. Because our, we need to model for them what it means to walk Porque with God. Porque necesitamos modelar a nuestros hijos qué es lo que es caminar con Dios. To model for them what it means to live out the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, including with them patience and kindness, right? Necesitamos modelar qué es lo que es vivir en Dios, en Cristo, incluyendo ser paciente con ellos. We need to let them see the good works that we do in our life. And again, all of that to say we need our li to allow our lives to be a witness to help guide them in their lives. And then the last... Um, important thing we can do to, in trying to parent adult children effectively is we seek God, yes, to, to connect with him, but also to ask him regularly how we should be interacting with our children. Y debemos, una de las cosas que debemos hacer es buscar a Dios y orar a Dios y preguntarle a Dios cómo es de que Él quiere que nosotros a, a, hablemos con nuestros hijos. Because every, because we are different than other fathers and mothers for that matter, and, and kids, not, not every kid is the same, right? We, we have to seek God to find out how He wants us to be connecting with and influencing and parenting our adult children. Debemos de buscar a Dios y preguntarle a Dios cómo Él quiere que nosotros nos conectemos con nuestros hijos. Cómo es que quiere que hablemos con nuestros hijos. He, though we, we think sometimes we're experts on our kids and we, we are compared to many in this world, but God knows our children, whatever age they're at, fully and so much more than we do. Aunque tal vez nosotros nos creamos que somos expertos y tal vez sí lo somos con nuestros hijos, pero Dios sabe qué es lo mejor para nuestros hijos. With that thought, with that truth in mind that we need to seek God for guidance how to interact with our, our, our kids, regardless of their age, especially as adults, I want to point out another verse. So, quiero leer un uh, versículo más. And it's uh, verse one of our text that we read in Psalm 127. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Um, Salmo 127 dice, si el Señor no edifica la casa, en vano se esfuerzan los abañiles. Si el Señor no cuida la casa, en vano hacen guardia los vigilantes. In light of this verse, it's a reminder that it is so important for us to seek God 
about what to do, how to interact with our kids and not just go with our gut all the time or not go with our logic because we can try our hardest. But if God's not behind that which we are trying to do, our plans can fall on their face. Our desires for our kid to influence their lives can fall if it's not God's plan. Como dice el versículo, uh, versículo uno, de que debemos nosotros buscar a Dios para ver cómo Dios quiere que nosotros hablemos con nuestros hijos, que Dios esté detrás de los planes que Él quiere para nuestros hijos, porque si no tenemos a Dios con nosotros, de nuestros planes se pueden derrumbar. To, to connect this logic with the verse, I'll say this. If we are not following God's lead in how to parent our adult children, our efforts can end up being in vain. Si no buscamos a Dios en cómo educar a nuestros hijos adultos o en general a nuestros hijos, uh, puede todo el trabajo que nosotros hacemos puede ser en vano. And if how we're interacting with our adult children is pushing them away, then we are laboring in vain. Si todo lo que estamos haciendo nosotros en vez de, de que nuestros hijos se acerquen a nosotros, los estamos alejando de nosotros, entonces todo el trabajo que estamos haciendo es en vano. So we lean into God and follow his guidance, his lead. So nos acercamos a Dios, buscamos a Dios y seguimos la, su uh, guianza. And I want to clarify one thing that I think is pretty important. Quiero clarificar una cosa que creo que es muy importante. Today, with all of this said, I'm not saying that we never confront or address concerns or give advice to our adult kids. I'm not saying. Uh, con eso no estoy diciendo de que nunca, tal vez, si hay algo que tenemos que confrontar con nuestros hijos o darles consejos sobre algo, no hacerlo. Sometimes God is actually encouraging us to do so. A veces Dios nos está animando que hagamos eso. But my point is not that we don't do those things, but that we follow God's lead in how and when and where to do those things. Uh, no estoy diciendo que no, que no hagamos, uh, que no eduquemos, que no aconsejemos, que no hagamos eso, sino lo que estoy diciendo es de que antes de hacer eso, que busquemos a Dios para agarrar su guianza en cómo hacerlo. And we, we be careful also in, in following God's lead. We're, I believe God will lead us to be able to connect in a way that's more effective. Y creo que Dios, con su guianza de él, él nos va a ayudar para cómo um, tener una conexión o cómo hacerlo más uh, correctamente. Because when we approach them in the right way, at the right time, they are, and we show them love and, and respect regularly, they're more open to listen, potentially, generally. Porque generalmente cuando venimos a nuestros hijos con amor o los, los, uh, los le damos consejos con respeto, ellos uh, usualmente están más abiertos a aceptarlo. And when we haven't provoked them and they still, to the point where they still like us and like to be around us, we have more opportunity again to speak into their lives. Y cuando uh, no, los hemos, no los hemos provocado, no los hemos desanimado, tal vez hay más oportunidad de que ellos estén en nuestras vidas para poder ayudarlos y aconsejarlos. So we're going to finish up in a minute here, but I'm just going to kind of, we, we touched on a lot of different things we can do in, in parenting adult children. I'm going to summarize them real quick. So hemos tocado de muchas cosas de qué podemos hacer para ayudar a educar a nuestros hijos mayores, pero quiero nomás a... a, a Decir los puntos nuevamente. And we started out by talking about sacrifice. And I think to summarize all that has been said is that we need to sacrifice our need to control our es, adult kids. Estamos hablando de, de sacrificio al principio. So hay que sacrificar nuestra necesidad de tal vez querer controlar a nuestros hijos. 
and to lay it on the altar before God. Y, y de dárselos a Dios en, en su altar. And with that said, we, we, we thank God for the gifts of our kids. Be careful not to discourage them and frustrate them and push them away. We love them deeply. Hay que Speak into their lives when God calls us to or when we get the opportunity to, when sometimes they'll give us the opportunity. Hay que hablarle a ellos o aconsejarlos cuando Dios nos ayuda, cuando tenemos la oportunidad de hacerlo. We keep them always, as, as I'm sure everybody does, in prayer. Los mantenemos uh, en oración. And we trust them, children, and I would say this to any age, any age child we have, we trust them in the hands of our loving Father. Y lo, um, por lo último es confiamos en Dios y Confiamos en Dios por nuestros hijos. O ponemos a cada uno de nuestros hijos en las manos de Dios y confiamos en Dios que él los va a tener en sus manos. So I hope this this message. I, I know there, there only about half of us have adult children, and I don't know who will end up watching this. I hope this message was encouraging and not discouraging. Espero que ese mensaje haya sido los haya animado y no los haya desanimado. And I pray that. How, whatever your relationship is with your children at any age, that, that, that God will continue to guide you and give you clarity on how to parent them at the age they are in the most loving and um, effective way for them and the God's kingdom purposes y for them. Espero y oro a Dios de que cada uno de ustedes tenga una buena relación con sus hijos, que, um, que los amen y que tengan una buena relación con ellos. So let's pray together and then we'll... we'll uh, Lift up one more song of worship to our Father in heaven. Holy King, uh, Dios Padre, we thank you for your love te damos gracias por tu amor, that you sacrificed it all for us, que tú lo sacrificaste todo por nosotros, that we might be your children. Que nosotros, para que nosotros seamos tus hijos. We thank you for the gifts of the children that you've given us in our lives. And it's not easy to parent at any age. No es, es difícil, uh, ser padres a cualquier edad. But we trust you, God. Pero confiamos en ti, Dios. We put our children into your hands. Ponemos nuestros hijos en tus manos. And ask you to guide us, to give us clarity how to effectively parent our children, each one of them individually, as they're all so unique. I hear my little daughter outside crying right now. I can't thank you enough for her father. We just pray for Mirella and all of our children. Your blessings. Your guidance. Your presence of love in their lives—that you would, as your word says, draw them back to you when they're when they're walking away. Keep them safe, Lord. And bless them and the generations that follow. I also pray your blessing over. Every father and mother here, Lord. In Jesus' name, we praise the Father. Amen. Amen. <laughs>